The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today we have a return guest, a very special guest, who we've had on the show a couple of times before, Kristen Engvig, the founder of Women's International Networking. WIN, as we all call it affectionately, um, and each year WIN hosts the uh, Global Leadership Forum for Women. This year it's in Prague. We're very excited about that. So, Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Cheryl. It's so good to have you here. So where are you this morning? Yeah, right now I'm actually in Switzerland, in uh, Lausanne, in the central area of Europe. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So how how is it? Is it sunny? Is it getting cooler? You know what? It's so wonderful. It's really very blue, 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 blue sky and oh. sunny. And I've just been looking at the wonderful mountains and thinking, what a beautiful day. Oh, how great. How great. Yeah. It's one of these... Um, Days, I know soon there may be rain and cloudy and autumn coming. So uh-huh. it's a matter of also enjoying this very moment when it's so great. So. That's right. If you, mm. you often recommend to us to stay in the present moment, and it's such yeah. powerful, powerful recommendation. So, Kristen, let's talk about um, what you've been up to. So, you know, last year... Uh, the WIN conference was, again, quite successful, mm-hmm. and um, we were in Barcelona, huh? yeah. and we had a wonderful gathering of women from around the world, mm-hmm. and this year we're looking forward to um, another big gathering of women from around the world in October, and this year's theme is Wisdom in Action. Transforming People, Organizations, and Society. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit, remind our listeners a little bit about, you know, how you got here. You know, you've been working with um, when you created WIN as founder, mm-hmm. you created mm-hmm. WIN, and you've been working with them for, what, is it like 11 years you are now? Yeah, it's the 12th year, actually. 12th yeah. year, oh my God. <laughs> That's quite a commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually a, a very strong commitment. It's like a, a child, you know. It's um, mm. when you when you create it from nothing around the kitchen table and it grows and and um, you see this thing growing. It, it's a commitment, as you mm. say. So, well, t- uh, tell, tell us a bit about what kept you um, kept you going. You know, I'm yeah, sure it's interesting sure. because when I started when back uh, twelve years ago. I was inspired by um, doing something for women, primarily women that lived outside of their own country. Ah. I am a Norwegian and I was living in Italy at the time and very excited about my Italian life. And yet I found it difficult sometimes as a professional 
working women, there were differences in culture, and I think also the differences um, between Italy and, and, and Norway was quite big in the sense that in Norway it's a more equalitarian society. I've seen it was easier for women to work. So I thought, you know, I have to do something about this. It was difficult. I also saw that it's not enough just to know a lot of things or have a lot of skills. You also need to have a network around you. So when I first started, when it was to do a conference to talk about the opportunities for women working in an area that's global, international, and what we could do to build up a global and international network to help each other. And, of course, also learn the skills and the knowledge and all the things we needed to make it possible to... Yeah to work at ease uh, in an international setting. Now, over time, I saw that um, I, I met women from many different countries, and I saw that a lot of the challenges were similar. So my friend in India is also struggling with some balance in her life, and so does the woman in Japan. Maybe she more, you know, it's more of a workaholic society. But I saw there are many similarities. And then as um, the topic grew and as I as a person also learned more about the whole journey and faced challenges and opportunities in my working life or in life in general, I realized also that um, oh, we need to bring into place more of the feminine qualities that the whole workplace that uh, women and men have been embracing, but also women, uh, has been often done in in a typical in a more masculine way so we wanted also to put on the agenda is there such a way as a more feminine leadership style and how can we bring our sense of community of nurturing and caring into the workplace and still make this workplace an efficient way of operating mm. well you know it seems to me that um, the issue of of women in leadership and the feminine qualities in leadership has continued to evolve over time. Yeah. It seems like, you know, in the, in the early days of feminism, um, the idea was that women were better at men than doing this. And, yeah. and, and, and that's not how you view things. So talk a bit about that. Yeah, it's um, very interesting, actually, because it's, it's thing of finding a way where we're not better than, but really complementary, mm. or maybe not even complement. Yeah, we are complementary, and we are all very needed, and um, we are needed as we are as individuals and mm. with our individuality and uh, as authentic as possible. Yeah, and this is uh, this is a difficult uh, difficult route because if you look at a workplace, sometimes. Um, we search for role models, and maybe the role models of the people that have gone ahead of us were different from who we are. And um, so the whole thing is also becoming an inner journey, just as much as that external one, because we need to look at what's happening around us. We will look automatically for role models. And what we are suggesting, too, is that we need also to look within to be able to find our individuality and what we can contribute with. And so, as women, as individuals, really. So it really doesn't. It, the issue of gender is not the issue. It's about actually this is so you, so interesting, Cheryl, because uh, you know I started up with this women's conference, and everyone's referring to that. And now, where I am um, now, it's the gender is not the yeah. the most important. Right. So we are. Active, not actively, let's say, but we are also saying men are welcome to join. 
there are still issues, I think, uh, related to women because I think that we really need to stay together to feel really comfortable in our in ourselves, really. Um, and I think I've seen this the past couple of conferences how this has been easier and easier. Yeah. So now I think women have started to embrace their own feminine and embrace also the masculine and say, okay, well, yeah, sometimes I'm, I am a pusher and sometimes that's needed and sometimes we need to focus and get things done and that's needed too without criticizing it on ourselves and, and things like that. So the whole thing, ideally, and I hope so in a few years' time, we can have women and men being together and perhaps, yeah, there's still... Um, Maybe we need to be a space where a woman can stand and feel comfortable uh, as herself. Yes, yes. You know, it's a, interesting to me that um, as I have experienced the conferences, um, it, there is a magic that happens at this conference each year, and each year in its own way. But the magic of connection is so strong. Mm. And I have to tell you, I experience it in this conference more than I do in any other conference around the world. And I believe it's because you do something different. I think <laughs> it has to do with how um, a lot of your intention comes through. So can you talk a little bit about how you, the choices you make about what this conference will be like? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, how... So maybe I can start with um, telling very practically an example of yesterday's team meeting. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I had a team meeting with my staff, and we're going through some of the intentions verbally of our, our conference this year because, of course, we want to have really good quality. We want to have substance. We want to make brilliance. And then we're also adding... Um, other words, we were writing all the words, the intentions of what we see will want to happen. So I'm adding, we need the care, we need the brilliance, we need to make people feel alive. That's an intention, to make people feel alive at the meeting. Yeah. Um, and what else did we say? There's a couple of courage. Courage needs to come through. Sure. Curiosity is a word I'm working on a lot this year. To, to somehow evoke in the person a curiosity. Uh, so that's one of the intentions this year, curiosity, courage, inspiration, love, um, compassion, humbleness. There are a lot of words, but some are stronger than the others. So let's say working on this, evoking curiosity, evoking inspiration, celebration. You know? So I've written down all these words, and then we started our staff meeting yesterday with lots of magazines, and I had everyone cut out uh, pictures or images of some of these words, these feelings and uh, and pictures that they could find uh, that reminded uh, them or that we all I did it to, everyone did it, uh, that reminded us about this intention. So that's one of the things we do. So we're trying to get the our own people to, to tune in to this intention that we hope to, to or what we hope to create, you know. Um, and I think the second thing that something I've been reflecting on lately is that um, I may be in doubt about a lot of things. Will we make money? Will we this? Will we that? But I've always actually <laughs> really, really been very sure that somehow that would come true. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this thing about the commitment, and I think the commitment is maybe the the key ingredient in this um, recipe. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and 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 then it is it is conscious. I think you also have to be conscious. Um, 
maybe the first years I wasn't so conscious. But as a person, I always like to, uh, I, I, I like to kind of make, uh, I, I like to organize uh, even the little party where people felt included. I always liked that as a person since yeah. I was little. And I know my mother is like that. We have, you know, inviting people and people. So I did everything I could to make people feel included uh, almost naturally. And only later I become more more uh, conscious what is the mechanism of inclusion what do we need to have in a in a cocktail called inclusion to make that happen uh, to create it um uh, so and then in the talks with the speakers we try to involve uh, all of you in the in this event too and try to uh, somehow find inspiration in the speaker to talk about something every speaker feel passionate about and and make that connect to the overall topic and theme of the conference. Well, and you all do such a great job of that, and mm. I think... Yeah, and then the speakers do such jobs. It's amazing how... And I think that's also something that's really interesting now. I see... How everyone puts in so much work. I'm impressed. Yeah. Oh, speakers are preparing. Also, sponsors are because inside some of the big companies, it's not always easy for these ladies to, to try to find a budget and they're working so hard to sell it into their bosses. And it's really impressive how much work, you know, people around in this, in the network, um, formal and informal network are doing to make it happen. Well, and there's there's a lot of commitment from all sides, and it's and it mm. comes through very clearly. And we're going to talk mm. more about some of the the content of this um, conference when we come right back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Are you ready to become a global citizen of the world? What would it be like to share your future with people of all ages from around the world who have one major thing in common? A commitment to make a difference with no language, religion, or age barriers. Make a difference in this world. Come to Bali this summer for an experience of a lifetime. Awakening Global Action, a seven-day gathering that will change your world. Call 866-458-2254 or visit our website at www.baliinstitute.org. You are the leaders the world has been waiting for. Call today. Pull into the Phillips Station every week for the business of entertainment. Host Philip Judah and co-host Larry Watkins bring promotional experience from different facets of the entertainment industry and related marketing. You'll meet some of the most interesting individuals involved with creation and continuity in the industry, including music, theater, auto racing, movies, and journalism. The Phillips Station will provide entertainment about entertainment. Listen Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. We're speaking with Kristen Engbig today, founder of Women's International Networking and Win Global Leadership Forum. So, Kristen, you know, you mentioned that people put create a lot of commitment around this conference, whether it's those of you who are creating the conference or contributing to the conference or participating in the conference. It's, it's a mm-hmm. definite, it, it's a wonderful um, synchronicity of energies. Now, you know, there's a lot of talk these days about people not attending conferences, about um, the economy really getting in the way. Organizations are saying, you know, we don't want people to travel, you know, we don't want them to yeah. spend money on things like this. So what kind of experience are you having with this? I mean, what's going on from your perspective? Yeah, thanks for asking that. It's... Um it is a very, let's say, it's a very interesting year. Uh, it's a difficult year also because um, I'm experiencing that this year there's been a lot of interest and there's been a lot of fear out there too. So when I speak with many of the companies that we are working with or individuals we are working with, um, what I've noticed is number one thing this year is a is a uncertainty, um, undecisiveness, really. Mm. So a lot of people, they tell me, I think I'm going to come, but I'm going to decide later. Mm. Um, To get funding, uh, it was very difficult this year because uh, the companies didn't commit until very late in the process. We usually have contracts signed in March and April, Mm. February sometimes. And this year we had lots coming end of June, early July, which is very late, thinking then the conference only three months later. Mm-hmm. So, but what we do, we still do, you know, contacting companies, contacting, you know, uh, colleagues and friends of, uh, work friends of those that we already work with. Um, we try to work with all the people we have worked with before. Many spread the word on their own. We had a special offer a little bit early this year, trying to go down on the price, trying to especially incentivate also entrepreneurs that if they could help us by signing up early, so we got cash in to pay deposits, let's say. Um, We could premiate that by a special price and so what what I feel is we read a lot of literature and hear a lot about change, transformation. <laughs> and now when we're living in the middle of change, um, <laughs> there are some, it, there, it's not always easy because we, you have to commit. You have to pay a deposit in a hotel if you're going to do a conference there. Uh, you have to sign up contracts with staff. You know, so it's quite risky if you're small or risky if you're big. Too. I guess then you have even bigger contracts, but it's risky. So, so you have to try to be inventive too to try to sign smaller contracts, you know, on smaller num- basing the whole event on smaller numbers and trying to have agreements to increment it. And so it, um, a request for creativity in a way, not, not a creativity like painting or acting or writing poetry, but a creativity right. in how do we do business. Um, and also 
I find that it has also required uh, some inner work there too to find your commitment and find that, yeah, some sort of peace that, well, this is going to work so you can go forward and not freaking out every time you read a paper and every time to speak to a new company with travel freeze, you know. Mm. So, um, so, so it's challenging. But what I decided early on was we're going if it's going to be a small event or a big event, ah. I don't know. But we are going to have the event. So Good 50 people come, it's great for 50 people. If uh-huh. 500 come, fantastic for 500. So whoa, I, I have been in this energy that whoa, we go. It's not going to stop. may not be as big, but whatever, whoever will come this year, as long as we have a conference we, with a good intention that's authentically created, let's say, well, and that's an excellent example of your commitment to the yeah. process and belief in um, that whatever happens is supposed to happen. And, you know, I think that is something that you really inspire people to practice when we're at the conference um, is to be willing to be surprised, be willing to let things occur that you don't expect. Yeah. And in a way that you don't expect them. And um, you do a really, really nice job of helping people let go of their preconceived ideas of how things should be. Mm-hmm. And if we are all practitioners of change and transformation, mm-hmm. you know, as we are in the work world and, yeah. and it's just in life, you know, um, yeah. then we have to get good at this. You know, yeah. and so you give us a great platform to practice that in. Yeah. Uh, and you are a great demonstration of that. So this year's theme is Wisdom in Action, Transforming People, Organizations, and Society. Mm. And, you know, it just sounds so rich. So how did you get to this? You know, what prompted uh, this? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's, um, hmm, that too is, <laughs> it's also a process, let's say. Yeah. I was just thinking a lot about this, um, about the feminine and what's her contribution. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, living in, the, uh, in this economic crisis and, um, you know, reading articles, talking to people, sensing, feeling, understanding, trying to figure out. I just also saw this with, this economic crisis, there were so many things that happened that were so far away from really practical sense. Mm. Um, and I started to think, yeah, we, you know, on, the, on Wall Street, they have the most sophisticated derivatives and options and, you know, very complicated models. And I thought, hey, we need to just get back to the roots and think a little bit more practical here. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, wisdom, let's say, there are, uh, there are something that we... If we can feel deep inside that's that's right, and then mm. women have. I'm not saying men don't have it because men also bring in wisdom, um, and yet it's. I'm also looking here for the intuition that women often have strongly developed. Yes, uh, yes. but again, men. It's not that men don't have it, but it's the feminine in any case. So let's talk about the feminine of mm-hmm. kind of transforming knowledge into wisdom to the build it down from the intellect and, and bring more uh, whole, um, whole, a whole approach into what we do. And it's more than just sitting there and meditate, meditating. We want to actually make it happen. And by how we do all we do, we will then automatically actually transform work, careers, and society. 
mm-hmm. or people. Yeah. Well, and so cultivating intuition. Yeah, it's is, cultivating it. It's cultivating it, yeah. And, cultivating it. And, yeah. And so, you know, as we are wanting to um, build that and strengthen mm. that um, mm. in individuals so that their work can um, be more meaningful, so yeah. that they can, um, when they do get that feeling like something's not quite right, but I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, you know, when people get that feeling, you know, what do they do with it? How do they use it? And, and so yes. is that part of what you're hoping to help people? See? Yes, it's exactly that. And that was it's so interesting you said because I was just on the phone with a woman that's going to run a session on women on corporate boards. Mm. And we talked about this fact that when you are in minority, so let's say you are in minority, you're the only woman on this corporate board, and... Um, you sense that the decision they're about to make is wrong, mm-hmm. but and then and then so how do you then uh, not only listen to your own intuition but dare to say it and find a way to express it and then of the, and then being in minority how do you really get that courage to say it too? Right. Um, so these are some of these the questions we would like to bring up at this conference, discuss and listen to what other uh, other people do. Uh, what they find useful, and, and try actually just to cultivate it when we're there, what to do with it, you know, don't, because it's very easy to ignore, don't listen to it, and, and things like that. Well, and, and, you know, there's a lot of um, writing and conversation about with this mm-hmm. last economic meltdown in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and in some mm-hmm places around the world, um, yeah. that there were people, men and women, who... Yeah had this feeling that we can't keep going at this rate of growth, something is wrong here, something's not quite right, but they couldn't identify it, and they were caught up in Mm. this whole forward movement. You know, everything was moving forward so fast, success was Mm. happening so fast, money was being made so fast, and it was almost as if um, you were not allowed to step back and say, yeah. wait, 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 because everybody was so part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you do that? How do you decide that, you know, but I, but I have this feeling. You know, what what yeah. do you do? What would you tell people about that, Kristen? Yeah. It's, um, it is how I think we start, we need to start asking the question to become aware. Mm. That's one thing. And then put in some moments where, you know, when you're in the work, go for a walk, uh, find some time, because that is the bigger challenge I right now that everyone is so, everything is so fast. Mm. You have so many emails, so many calls, SMSs, uh, there's stuff all the time. And somehow that, um, that hinders us this possibility to sit down and, and just, sense what how is the body doing and what am I feeling about this and um, so somehow we need to live in a modern or we don't need to but let's say if you want to be part of the modern economy and part of modern life to to, to really do our emails and do our phone calls and yet how can we check in right, right. regularly mm-hmm. so you know it, it's um Something that I find that women are more willing to say 
I don't know, and I don't know what's wrong, but I know something is not right. I, mm-hmm. I see that in some sometimes women are more willing than men. In some situations, yeah. it is gender, and I wonder if that comes from um, societal pressure. You know, there, yeah. there there is different pressure on men and women, um, yeah. and that there's a bit more pressure on men to know, to know the answer. Yeah. And, um, you know, women have, as more women entered the workplace over the last 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. um, they believe that they had to be like that. So they had to know the answer. And that seemed to um, um, diminish the intuitive and diminish the importance of the intuitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so I'm wondering if it was, you know, a little bit more of a societal pressure. Do you think that that pressure is shifting? Do you think that there's more acceptance of the intuitive beginning to happen? I think I think there is among certain people, um, and and the, uh, and that group of people I find is growing. So so this is good. And there are, and I think many will agree with me, almost these two trends right now. There's still a trend for efficiency and let's do it fast and, and you know, make it as, as um, more, yeah, fast and knowledge-based as possible. Yeah. So what matters are the, uh, are the facts and we need to make it fast. Right. And then right. there's another trend too of more resilience, more the feminine, let's say, building community and listening to it. So... Uh, there are these two trends, and then, um, yes, I see there is there is more there is more acceptance in certain environments at least. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that I see more and more books and articles coming out, and where the topics actually been held by men. So this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good in many ways because then it's more accept it becomes acceptance mm-hmm. for the topic. And at the same time, I think it's also like um, wake up women too. Let's yeah. we can also come with it. It's it's suddenly okay when a man come with it. Um, yes, yes. So that's an interesting yeah. observation. Well, and that is um, a large part of our society that still needs yeah. to be transformed. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about this with Christina yeah. when we come right back. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Every company will rise or fall based on marketing strategy. In today's business world, companies are realizing a significantly reduced marketing budget. Some may find themselves starving for new business. With the Internet continuing to grow by leaps and bounds, companies may find that the opportunity proves to be overwhelming. Tune into the Business Net Marketing Hour with Greg Gaskell and Jason Kepi for a straight-up guide to navigating the world of online marketing. Tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. We're speaking with Kristen Engvig this morning, founder of Women's International Networking. So, Kristen, the theme of the conference this year was in action, transforming people, organizations, and society. So let's talk about this transforming. Yeah. So what is it we need to transform people and organizations and society into? That's um, a good question, and I want to say... Um, just a little thing before I answer your question, really. Yeah. I just want to share with you how much I, I was thinking first about writing changing. Mm-hmm. Changing. Mm-hmm. Then I thought transform, because change, you change something into something else, but you can kind of change back. But since it's transformed, uh, it's a bit harder to change it, uh-huh. transform it back again. You will transform it into something else. So I was just thinking about that. Now, what we want the future or what we want work and society and people to be transformed into. It's interesting. I hope that that's into a person who, and a society and a company, that allows the intuitive to also play a leading role where we can be more whole as people, where or our organizations are also thinking about uh, considering the whole, thinking about considering the environment and the whole system they're a part of. So it's a so much more holistic perspective yeah. and, and a systemic perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are asking questions such as this when it comes to come to the organizations, let's say, if you want to include, in, in, when we want to transform the organizations too, how, how can we do that? And also what... What does it mean to be conscious and, and consider all the clients, suppliers, everyone in the systemic approach? What does it mean, really? But when we do it, too, um, hopefully that will bring a future. What we hope is to transform this into a future, let's say, that benefits all, um, that's more aware, that's more conscious, and that's more holistic. And at the moment, the focus is on the feminine because there's the imbalance. But... Um, yeah. Well, I like what you said, have, having a future that benefits all, you know, taking mm-hmm. that into consideration. And and right now, part of the quote-unquote all it includes um, the earth and yeah. the ecosystems. Yeah. And there's a lot of attention being paid to um, climate change and yeah. what's going on with the earth's oceans and, you know, what's happening with... Um, our um, ozone and, and all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, um, what role do you think women play? Do you think it's a little different role than men? or you, Do you think there's a feminine leadership quality that will be significant in making change in the, in the world of sustainability and ecosystem? Yeah, I hope so. I hope this um, focus that I see in many women, and I see it in some men too, of taking care of things, 
I think from a traditional point of view, we have taken care of communities, you take care of your children, you take care of those of elderly. It is taking care of, um, and if that's extended into the work life, taking so when we are making businesses and doing entrepreneurship or politics or whatever, if we could keep this taking care of like a family, like a community living and and get this um, and have applying resilience and keeping something alive, which I find is feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means also that um, we really need to look at how, how is work life because if, it, if we are spending a lot of hours in the work life, um, it's also taking away... Uh, if women are spending time in the workplace, I mean, a lot of time, all our days, 12 hours a day, sure. we take also away the time that could have been spent to take care of the elderly and so on. Um, or that can be organized in such a way that, that the, the nation, the state takes care of it or the company or so on. But the key here is to take, is the taking care of. Hmm. Hmm. Talk a little bit about um, the attitude of taking care of. So, so give us an example yeah. of, you know, as you as a leader... Mm-hmm. and the way you work with your team and your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, what is an example of how you use that quality of taking care of? Yeah, I think it's actually can go down to the really small nitty-gritty things, like um, even tidying up things, mm-hmm. um, just keeping clean. Uh, things like that is also part of taking care. And also, unfortunately, taking care can also be saying no to things. Um, uh, there is there, that. That's also you have to defend too to take care. That's kind of something I've learned these past years too. Before I thought, ah, oh, including everyone. And yes, include. We have to include, and yet you have to also really defend. So if you created something or you have something there for you, you have to make sure you take care of it, and nobody can ruin it for you. So it's all a quality of boundary setting, really. Yeah? Oh, that's interesting. So I think that's that's part of taking care. And then really little things, you know, recycle the paper, uh, put paper here. These are, these are little caring things. How you talk to people on the phone, how you write an email. Uh, when you get an email, try to recognize that you read what you got. Um, just try to be uplifting in the way you deal with the people on an everyday basis. It's not easy all the time, but we try. That's the thing. Well, and I think that's a little way of doing it. I, I like what you said about, you know, sometimes you have to defend, and um, we, we don't often view defending as one of the feminine qualities of leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and yet um, it makes sense to me that um, defend and protect and, mm-hmm. you know, provide safety and, um, you know, stand up for. Yeah. Stand up for, and I see that's actually what is a lot, a lot is needed right now because a lot of society is anesthetized by watching too much TV, getting too many emails. That are, you know, there is there is no time to reflect. We said before, but there is also no time to actually act or do something about it. So, um, so, so this finding that um, fighting spirit from a from a caring perspective let's say is 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 also something that I think is really needed right now because 
there's some perspectives you can say, yeah, let's accept everything. But I think we need the action too, you see. I think we need to do things. So if you see things are not right, we have to act upon it. So what do you say to women who are still a little hesitant um, to stand up or to defend or to um, bring forth their fighting spirit? Because, you know, in our, around the world, in our societies, um, there is a lot of pushback on women when they take a stand in the, especially, especially in the corporation, I think. Um, oh, it's lots, lots. Yeah, and, and you know, there's, they, they're somehow, um, it's unfortunate and it's true in some places that still if um, a man stood up and said, you know, defended and said no, and a woman stood up and defended and said that same no, the perception of each of them would be different by people, yeah. and it would be received differently. Um, yeah. And, and I've never quite understood why. I don't understand why um, that that exists, you know, why, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that people have that perception, why it's not okay for women to say no, but it is okay for men to say no, and if mm-hmm. men say no, people don't take it personally, you know. And, I know. Uh, yeah, you know, so, so, you know, do you think that's changing or, you know, do you think there, mm-hmm. what can we do to... Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that because this is like so complicated. Why is it like yeah. this? And it's like this in most countries. It's not like you can say, wow, yeah, no, one country where it's not like that. No, it's like right. this everywhere. And uh, and also with the economic crisis, it's been worse. I heard women that definitely don't want to talk about a women's event right now because they don't want to even talk about that right now. They're scared of losing their jobs and things like that. So, so, so I see this. And... Um, and then I think, I wonder something, if, if it's something really collective in the women, you know, that we need to somehow get a change there that's very, very deep in us. Or, because why, why is it perceived like that? I think the first thing we need to at least work on is that we as women accept the other women. So when we hear another woman speak up, that we as the first thing is not judging her. Um, maybe that's the first thing to start with. Um, so learning how to be a support to mm-hmm. others. And, um, you know, there's this, um, I, I've been very pleased over the years to see how this, uh, the capacity for women to support other women has has increased tremendously. It has. And, and it's wonderful to see. But I like what you said, I think, makes me think about um, when there is a lot at stake, um, yeah. such as um, jobs, when there are mm-hmm. less jobs to be had, mm-hmm. and higher competition, then mm-hmm. that support doesn't show up as much, you know? Mm-hmm. That support for each other doesn't show up as much. And mm-hmm. it's a time when we really, we probably need it more than ever, yeah. you know? And um, so it would be really important for women to be extra conscious of, yeah. of how yeah. they are engaging with other women yeah. and, and how we do give support to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think these days is a lot of work, inner work and support towards other actively outside on, yeah, not falling into the fear because mm-hmm. you can say a lot of things quite clearly and quite uh, straightforward if you are not scared of losing anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's, that um, is, that's a very important statement you just made. Mm-hmm. I want to explore that as we come back in just a moment. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Queenie's Happy Hour is the place for fun every Monday night after work. Pull up a bar stool and let your favorite bartender mix up some life, laughter, and learning. Queenie, also known as Nancy Wagierski, is a certified facilitator of the Law of Attraction and is here to start your week with a smile and education about making the Law of Attraction work for you. Pour yourself an after-work martini and join us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for Queenie's Happy Hour on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back. We're speaking with Kristen Ungbeg today, founder of Women's International Networking and Win Global Leadership Forum. Kristen, before we went to break, you said something very important, um, as you have through this entire show, but um, you said women have to be careful not to fall into the fear. Because when we do, we have less capacity to support each other. So... Talk a little bit about that whole issue of falling into the fear and what happens to us. Yeah, I'm, I can share just even my personal experience. That I got a pretty scared this spring, too, and no, everyone had this travel freeze and no companies committing to, to help organizing the conference. And, and I, and, I, and I thought, as I said earlier, well, we can do a small event. We don't need to do a big event. So this... But in the process, I was also thinking, oh, what if this doesn't work out this year? What if we don't get managed to raise enough funds, can't pay the bills? So what are we going to do? And I started to think, well, but there are so many other opportunities. So I started to think, well, you know, I can always do something else. Uh, there are many things, you know. I used to do waitressing as a student. It's not that I want to do, but once you start brainstorming with yourself that you can actually do something else to should the worst uh, scenario happen. Um, so then you can you can see that oh okay well that's a possibility and by going through that um, you get more free again. Um, of course I know that living in countries such as Switzerland or Norway there's a social system behind you too. So if if you lose your job there is some social help. But nevertheless I think it's also the mindset that. That's, that's, you know, 
there's not only one way to pay your rent, or there is not only one way. If you're also free of the need for status linked to your job, if you're free of all of those things, I think you can you can really be more free. And when you are free, then you can also dare to say more. No, I can't work with this and this company, or I can't do this and I can't do that, because. You may not want to work with a tobacco company or you may not want to work with certain companies, but when you're desperate for the job or for the money, you may do it anyway and compromise. So I think if you're clean on your values, let's say, and then also clear on that there are other opportunities, uh, you get that strength to then speak up and uh, say no when it's necessary and yes when it's necessary and also support people because somehow you have a more stable base. And what you're really talking about here is how important our internal personal work is in order to show up, in order to be able to show up with strength and with um, the capacity to be pliant or, you know, to be flexible. And, Mm. um, you know, if if we can't do that, if, as you said, um, you know, our status is linked to Mm. our job, if we believe that um, Mm. and the job goes away, then who are we? Um, If we don't know who we are inside, then we may feel like we're nobody. And so, you know, what an important time for all of us to be really focusing on doing our important work and you know, yeah, know. doing, you know, our personal work so that we strengthen our core, we strengthen our sense of self. And I know that you um, are so intentional about having this component included in the content. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit about, um, you know, what we can expect at the conference, what kinds of issues you will uh, allow us to engage in and address. Great, yes. Okay, so let's be practical, so to speak. This conference is, has a, is a great, it has a, it's, it's a very much of a flow where synchronicity can happen, and yet it has also quite a fixed structure. So on, on the first day of the conference, the plenary speakers and what you will see in the big room will address what's going on in the world right now, what and so what's the status of the economic, social, political situation, and also what are the trends that are shaping the future, and how can you and me be, become part of shaping that future. We will listen to successful women to learn what they have done to get where they are, and also their advice to other women on opportunities that are out there and their vision for the future. We'll be able to join a lot of uh, peak amongst numerous workshops. Some are skill building that will teach you how to become a better communicator. Other are more deeper ones that will let you explore more the meaning of life, the mission of your, your life. And others are practical working groups. Let's get together and talk about how to get more women on corporate boards, how to get more entrepreneurs, how to empower other women, particularly in the developing world, and so on and so forth. Mm. On day two, we will address uh, the future of work. Talk, we will hear case studies from companies, uh, multinationals and smaller companies as well, and hear how they are putting wisdom into action. That's the question I'll ask them. And how they will, um, how, uh, what's the future of, of work really? And then we will have another session talking to women uh, who will address their careers 
and um, what they have done to get, to get where they are, how they make sure they stay employable, how they're dealing with change and transformation, how they are... Uh, um, we're also asking these questions like how they're finding a balance between uh, external... A balance between home and work, but really also a balance between an internal and inner journey and an external one, let's say. And the last day will actually go on and focus a lot more on that, on realizing you. We have some amazing speakers in plenary that's going to talk about uh, what are the keys to find authenticity, communicate, communicating better, realizing you, let's say. But most of the uh, learning probably takes place in the workshop, so there are about... Uh, 36 different workshops. Uh, every day you can pick one out of eight in one workshop sessions. On Friday and Saturday there are 16 different workshops in different workshop sessions. And those are really practical. You learn things. You can voice your, you can share with the other participants, voice your opinion, whatever you want. And, uh, and those are really where you see the, you see how everything is boiling and how people are, are excited about everything. On top of it, we have some social events. The first night, we have a welcoming dinner. Uh, that's a welcome to Prague. Prague is also an incredibly beautiful city. And we're going to have some entertainment for uh, art and dance and music uh, happening. And on the last night, there is also a gala dinner in this traditional palace with gold ceiling and, and uh, everything from... Because Prague has all these fantastic old buildings sure. that are... Sure palaces and, and so we hope to at least taste one night like that <laughs> well, and do. these are events where we can learn about another culture it's a way for us to meet each other and talk outside of let's say workshops and working sessions wonderful you do a, a fantastic job of blending um, and meeting all the needs of all of our senses and all parts of ourselves um, you know with from arts and culture to the highly intellectual and beauty is very important in and you build it all into this mm -hmm. gathering and it's a wonderful gathering of women from around the world women who are um, you know leaders in multinational corporations all the way to women who are leaders in their own lives and, mm -hmm. and in their community and in their families and, mm -hmm. and it is a beautiful beautiful blending and um, we wish you all the best. Now, people want to know more about the conference. What is the website they can go to? Great. Yeah, the website is www.winconference.net. So, winconference in one word, .net. Okay, that's W-I-N-C-O-N-F-E-R-E-N-C-E dot net. Kristen Engbeg, thank you very much for being with us once again. You're one of our favorite guests. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in Prague. Yeah, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for the interview. And thank you for coming to Prague. I look oh, forward to okay. meeting you. It'll be fantastic. And remember, everyone, to think big because the world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-B-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A. 
C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.